Excuse my beauty. Hey guys, welcome back to Excuse Podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023, and I am super excited to be back again. Um, it just started raining. I hear a bunch of thunderstorm uh, sounds going on, so my dogs are going crazy. But I am so excited to be back again, so I'm here to crash your midweek again. Um, so this past week was pretty pretty busy. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't upload on Sunday. And I think I'm going to have to make that the new normal for now is if I'm if I'm too busy to upload on a Sunday, then I'll just do it during the midweek because that's just kind of been my flow as I've been been able to catch up and, and put the content out for the next episode. So um, expect a midweek crash or midweek type of uh, episode if I don't hit the Sunday goal. And this the reason why I didn't hit the Sunday's goal to be on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts is because I went to the Nijoni Days powwow on Sunday, which was freaking fantastic. I had never been before, so it was my first time going, and I was kind of like, you know, not not really sure what to expect, but at the same time, I wasn't like, I kind of knew what to expect if you, if you catch my drift. So I've seen, you know, posts on social media, you know, different things. But at the same time, it's like I've never been, so you don't know how it's going to go. But it was freaking awesome. I loved being out there. Everyone was super nice. Um, there was a lot of people dancing and 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 uh, showing off their art, you know, when they're dancing, um, showing off their jewelry, um, selling their jewelry. There was lots of vendors. They, they had a lot of Native American businesses out there, which is the perfect place, you guys, if you are, um, you know, really 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 into being part of the community supporting native artists just go to one of those powwows go to anywhere where they allow vendors because that's how the vendors make money and that's how they become known it that's how they they sell their craft too and that's their livelihood so i'd rather buy something authentic you know rather than going to um, another outlet that's not authentic let's say a pawn shop or I mean unless you of course you have to go but I mean these are directly from the artists so that's kind of where I I was coming from in that angle and the crazy thing is too is like I didn't expect to pierce my ears but I pierced my ears one of my friends uh was there with me Hanson it was actually so it was my idea to go to the powwow but it was his idea to get his ears pierced and I just tagged along and ended up getting mine pierced and mainly because when I was out there looking at all the um the artist's jewelry, I was like, oh my God, I want this and I want this. This is cool. Look at this. Oh my gosh. So I I couldn't stop myself. So I started buying um, earrings that I wanted to wear. And then by the time, you know, I got done and everything, I'm like, okay, I'm going with you to go get your ears pierced because I've had them pierced before. Um, I pierced them back in like 2009, but I got super lazy about keeping it clean because I just, I, I was a surfer back in the day. Um, imagine that. So I used to surf a lot. So when I was in the in the water, I would have to keep constantly cleaning them. And it just got to the point where it was starting to irritate me. So I only lasted maybe about two weeks before I got tired of it. I was like, okay, that's enough of this. And it just closed up. And I remember a few days later, it was probably only like two or three days later, I tried to put the earring back in and then I poked it through and it like bled and I was it was a big old thing and I was just like oh my god I'm not doing that again so anyway I just let it close up and I didn't care but now you know I'm just getting I got them re-pierced again and it wasn't anything for some reason I was super super freaking out about the first time I got it pierced and then this time I was just like yeah it's it's whatever um it, it really is it wasn't too bad 
but um, it was his first time, um, my friend Hanson, getting his ears pierced, so I was there for moral support. But the thing is, is about getting my ears pierced, I got them done at Claire's too, at Claire's in the Walmart, because other places were super crazy expensive, and I didn't want to do it myself, but I didn't want to pay an arm and a leg. You know how that goes. But they told me that I can't take the earrings out that's in there for the next three weeks at least. And I'm like, I just bought these new earrings from the uh, powwow from these native artists. And I really, really, really want to go and put them in now. And they were like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, great. So I have these like turquoise studs that I want to put in. And then I have these like smaller, um, not smaller, these a little bit larger, longer um, uh, sterling silver feathered earrings and they're so beautiful and they were like oh my gosh super cheap i was expecting to pay maybe 60 70 dollars 50 dollars per earring but the turquoise studs were 20 bucks and then the sterling silver feathers were 10 dollars. so to me i got a big old bargain on it um and then oh and then i saw this booth that was selling um books and i'm like okay great you know perfect time to segue into some some literature and see what's going on as far as what type of books. Um, it wasn't the actual artists that were there because I did ask the vendor, the booth vendors who were sitting there. And um, I'm not sure exactly where they were from. I didn't even get their name, but I just asked them. I was like, you know, are you guys the artists? And they're like, no, we're not, but we're giving a discount on the books today. And they had three books from what I remember. And I purchased one. One I was really, really interested in. I just wanted to read it and figure out what was going on because it, it kind of seems like, pieces of the subject that I was touching on inside the podcast early on it just seemed that that's what type of content was going to be written inside it so I have a book it's called um Red Nation Rising from Border Town Violence to Native Liberation and it is by um a few professors and assistant professors at UNM and um I'm really excited to read it because it it kind of it kind of gives, um, it's not like chapter by chapter like a story. It is a story, but I mean, it's like mainly a look at the Na the Native American reservation and then it's like, it'll have like a word and then it'll go like into detail about what they're talking about, about that word, almost like a manual or a glossary or, or you know, that type of, type of thing. But what really stood out to me too was that not only are these local um Native American uh, associate professors at UNM, but the foreword is also by Red Millicoti and Brandon Benali. And I'm super excited because I'm, I'm so happy when Native American um, artists use, uh, not use, promote, that's the word I'm looking for, promote other artists and other um, Native American influences in their work because it all circles back together and it makes that piece even more credible, at least to me, because not only are these professors, you know, educated, they're also using, and I keep saying using, they're also reaching out and promoting uh, Red Millicoti because she's, of course, you know, she was the Miss Navajo back in, oh my gosh, like 97, 98, a long time ago when I was a kid. And I'll tell you guys that story in a minute, but I was super excited to meet her. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm like I love I love um, native artists promoting other native artists. There's no better way to do it than that. And Red Mail Cody, she's just an unstoppable force. I can 
I cannot say anything bad about her. She's like such a good person. And I wouldn't want to say anything bad about anybody anyway, but I know people, when people have a past, they don't let it go. And it's just like, everyone makes mistakes, guys. Just, you know, live your best life and, and applaud the work that she's done. Um, she's always doing something great. But um, I'm so excited to read this. Once I get done reading it, I, I may bring in pieces of it into the podcast because I know there's a lot here that I do want to touch on. And it's just happens that these guys wrote a book about it and i'm just like oh my gosh this is awesome so the foreword is by red Cody and uh, brandon benali but it has different words in here like exploitation and then it'll have like a little you know summary about it and then you know structural violence and then race and charity property liberation land lgbtqi2s um decolonization and it just goes on and on and on. And and it's like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want to read. So if you guys are looking for an indigenous book to read that kind of helps self-educate inside the modern day type of um, issues in Indian country, I think this one's going to be a good read. I'll recommend it now because I know it is, but it just stuck out to me. It was only 17 bucks because I was like, okay, well, let me see, you know, how much it is. And they were saying it was 25 online, but... They were like, okay, it's $17. Anyway, I'm super excited about that book. Okay, so let's talk about um, that little story I was going to tell you about Red Millicote. Okay, so Red Millicote, I was in like, I was a little kid when when my, my older cousin brother, um, my late cousin brother Eugene, that was his friend in high school, and they went to high school together, and she became Miss Navajo, and he was like, yeah, I know Red Millicote, and I used to look up to my cousins and my sisters, like, when I was a little kid, of course, you know, of course, because you're, they're older than you. So I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. She's famous. This is awesome. And he's like, yeah, that's my friend. We're going to go meet her at, and she was doing a function right after winning Miss uh, Navajo. And we were at the Canyon Deshay, um, what was that hotel? It's like a hotel restaurant type of thing, Thunderbird Lodge. And um, I forgot that hotel's name. It's like a chain restaurant. Anyway, um, I think it was the holiday, was it the holiday in? I don't remember, long time ago. Anyway, so she was there and I got to meet her and I was starstruck and I was like a little kid. I was just like, oh my God, it's Miss Navajo. She's famous, wow. Oh my God, I'm so like excited to meet her. And that feeling never went away. It just stuck with me my whole life. And to me, whenever I think of Miss Navajo, you know, because she had a, such an impact when I was a kid, that always stuck with me. So when I think of Miss Navajo, I automatically think of her. And it's really hard for me to, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody at all and who your preference is on, on a Miss Navajo, but with the platform she was given way back when, I see her using it and making something of herself and bringing to light all these Native American issues. And I just wholeheartedly applaud her and am a big fan um, because she'll go to the university, she'll do these public speaking events, and she'll explain, you know, the importance of all the indigenous issues that she's learned along the way. And she comes from a background of hardship, so she's using that and turning it into something positive. And those types of people, I'm just like, you are a beacon of light, of hope, of inspiration, and it just melts my heart, and I'm just like, yes, yes, this is what we need. This is exactly what we need in Indian country. So 
that's my um my little fan fan uh, fair of that story but um yeah so Najone Day Powwows was on a Sunday it was my first time being there um I actually heard about it from one when I first had my 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 pre pre-sale pop-up sale that makes any sense it was like on, I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday in April when I wanted to test out how things were going to go um, I had a pop-up sale at my house before I went to the Gallup flea market and there was this awesome native couple and I I, I believe I touched on earlier a couple of episodes ago inside the podcast and this um, girl and her name is Ashley she told me about the Nijoni Day powwow so I was like okay I'm gonna go and it's crazy because I'd never been before and you think I would have gone I've been to the gathering of nations you know a few times but you know and the Miss Indian pageant and, and that. But I just never went to the Nijoni Day Powwows. I don't know why. So I decided to go. And it was awesome. It was just, it was nice being around everybody. Um, I got there and we were inside one of the lines for um, Navajo tacos, Navajo burgers, and fry bread. But, you know, halfway through the wait, they, they ran out. So we had to go and jump another line and get our fry bread. We finally got it. And it was nice and warm and the weather was gorgeous. It was awesome. It was such a good day. And then, of course, Monday comes around and I'm like, I just want to be outside. I want to be outside doing things like I want to, like, enjoy the summer and, and really just take it all in. And um, it, I think maybe it's because winter kind of started. If I don't know about you guys, but for me, it started late. It seems like, and then it just kind of lingered all the way up until like two weeks ago. It was like cold, and then all of a sudden, it you know, the heat hit, and I'm like, I want to be outside. I want to be outside, and I'm thinking, okay, where can I go? You know, I want to do these things. You know, go to the lake, go to the beach, go to I don't know. I'm just getting the summer butterflies to be out and about. But let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I won't work my looks no more. No more. No more. This episode's brought to you by Native Boba Tea, a delicious blend of Southwest-inspired boba beverages where East meets West. Each purchase helps to support our small Native American-owned business designed with the local communities in mind. Native Boba Tea was created to provide a superior product with locally-inspired beverages. Who are we? We are a small startup business from the creative mastermind of Kevin Wilson serving delicious pop-up style bubble tea and bubble waffles. Featured items include bubble teas made with green thread, aka Navajo tea, Pueblo tea, native tea, wink wink. Snacks include sweet and savory bubble waffles, original, and blue corn bubble waffles. Visit us at www.nativebobatea.com for inquiries. Email us at inquiries at nativebobatea.com and come see us at a local community near you. Okay, we are back. So when we were at, um, when my friend, my friend and I were at the uh, Nojona Day powwows, and we were waiting in line, and they told us that there was no more fry bread, um, we were standing there, and then we were like, "Well, what about Arlene? Doesn't she just rip the fry bread in half and then feed everybody with it?" <laughs> and it was the funniest thing because we were like, "Just do that. Just rip the fry bread in half." And you know, from Smoke Signals, I'm sure you guys have seen that movie. It's like a staple in Native American culture. You have to see that movie. Um, but yeah, so this weekend I'm going to actually the entire month of May and then the rest of the summer, I'm going to be setting up at the Gallup Flea Market on Saturdays, of course, you know, unless there's something big that takes precedence. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to be there this coming Saturday. And one of the things that kind of is is another thing that's dear to my heart is listening to the customers, listening to the people there. So there's there's certain drinks that I'm going to be coming out with. Of course, it's going to be tea based as well. But it's just going to be without, you know, the boba or the bursting boba. So let's say the refreshers, I'll just do a twist on it with sugar-free alternatives and then um, use that to, and it's going to be summer anyway, it's going to be getting hot. So the refreshers, yes, I'm definitely down with the sugar-free refreshers, or even if it's like the low sugar, you know, just all tea and then nothing but um, the boba at the bottom and the sugar alternative, you know, that's that's a good thing. Because I do want to be mindful and sensitive to the demographic, of course, you know, in our community. Um, our bodies as Native American people don't process alcohol and sugar and fats and that sort as the same as other cultures because we come, we're Native Americans, well, not Native Americans, but Navajo in general, that we're, we're an Athabascan nomad tribe. So, we follow uh, with the change of the season. So whenever, you know, harvesting and gathering is the basis of our um, cultural niche. So, you know, following that, it's it's like we didn't have too much to worry about when it came to sugar and alcohol and, and overconsumption of, you know, those types of foods. So now it's like um, our bodies are 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 built differently to handle only a certain amount of things. And I do want to be cognizant of that. So one of the things about the flea market is the networking of vendors. So I'm starting to kind of talk to some of the vendors there and not to all of them because there's quite a few, but they're super cool. They're so nice. And like the people out there, it just makes, it just melts my heart when I'm out there because you, I see the little native kids that get so excited for the boba. And of course, you know, the parents are like getting them, you know, maybe the unicorn boba and it's their one treat for the day or for the week, who knows. Um, and they get so excited and then the vendors are happy to be there. It's just a good time. I don't know how to say it, guys. Um, I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking, you know, if somebody had asked me, you know, would you have been embarrassed or would you be ashamed? Or if they asked me to look back, wherever this business takes me, if they asked me to look back in retrospect to be like, well, you came from the flea market and you first started selling there. What do you think about that? I thought of that over the weekend, just randomly, just driving back to my house after I did that sale, which actually we sold out early. Um, and I'll, I already have an answer. I already have an answer for that. And my answer is going to be, I loved it. I still love it. I would still do it again. And there's absolutely nothing wrong about selling in a flea market because the keh and the kinship that's there is unprecedented. I didn't expect it at all. Um, I just went to go talk to some 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 older guy, some um, Navajo guy. He was a che, and I was just like, "So how do how do the um, spots work?" And he was so nice, and he was uh, laying out all his tools that he's collected over the years, and he was just explaining it to me and. He, and he was like, well, I, I, I know this from so-and-so. And, and I don't know, the, the spirit there of community is just, it's awesome. I love it. Um, so I, I'd be like, you know, if anyone asked me in the future, are you are you from where you came from? And, and now you're here, wh wherever I'm going to be. I'm just going to be like, well, I'd still do it. I'd do it today if I could, you know. 
Um, I'm definitely not ashamed of it. It's one of those things where it's like you got to be there to appreciate it and to see it. And yes, it's a flea market and it's outside. But at the same time, it's like, to me, it's getting right in with the people and really kind of just being a part of the community. And there's nowhere you can do that in like, let's say, uh, a strip mall or um, uh, a plaza square. It's very, everything's sectioned off. Each business is sectioned off and you have to be going there in order to be getting something you know, for that specific reason, which I'm not ragging on. I'm sure they worked hard to get where they are, but at the same time, it's like, I don't discount the flea market. I know plenty of native artists, um, you know, that sell at the flea market and it's just nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be there. Um, I kind of want to incorporate additional native American artists and products inside my platform. So if you're interested, let me know and see what I can do to help collaborate because I do love artists promoting other artists, as I said about the book. So I don't see why I can't do that for somebody else. So just let me know if that's something you're interested in. But once I get this book read, I'll, I'll give you guys the type of summary and kind of just give you, you know, pieces of it. Um, it kind of already starting to remind me of a certain type of book that my little sister was working with it um she didn't write it but she did um write she did do the cover art and i think she did the she she had the book dedicated either to her or she did the forward i don't remember what it was but i remember um last year hearing about it from my family they were saying that she um, my little sister jedediah wilson um did the artwork for this um author in phoenix and the author asks my little sister um what do you think of life what what is life to you and you know of course it's such a big thing and i remember reading the words and it was really really somber and sad but she said you know life is suffering and however you want to see life it's like those are really powerful words from somebody who's going through a lot so I always want to be sensitive to anybody who's going through anything and you know a lot of a lot of things in life you know we do suffer a lot in life um but I mean not to get too down I just want you to know that you can always turn it around um or see it in a different light um but I'm just proud of her for going through the program she's going through and you know her getting an outlet to express herself because um, I think everyone has a voice and, and using that voice to say anything meaningful is definitely worth listening to. So um, that's what another reason why I wanted to buy this book too is because like, oh yeah, my little sister, she has, and I have to find that book that she has and I'll share it with you guys um, that she did the artwork for because I mean, I want to read it too because she was involved in, in the art, the artist, the author reached out to her for it so that's one of the reasons why as well i love reading um native american work thank you guys so much for joining me today i appreciate it you guys have a wonderful week thank you so much for letting me crash your week midweek um we'll talk to you guys this sunday again i don't have anything planned for sunday so i'm definitely going to upload an episode on sunday uh, the next one episode 14 gosh we're already on episode 13
I don't know, guys. Sometimes I feel like time is just going so going by so quick that it's like you wake up and you turn this way and you look this way and you blink and then all of a sudden five weekends have gone by. But have a good, wonderful week. Um, stay blessed. Don't stress. Here I go rhyming again. Um, and have a good weekend. All right. Bye, guys. Excuse Podcast is an all-original program. Any similarities in story outside of the podcast is purely coincidental. No portion of the content has been intentionally reproduced, and all views and opinions are that of the content creator and owner.